show we're here welcome you fucking freaks what are you guys doing today listening to us guess what it's a tuesday this is totally different energy than usual yeah you usually catch us on a sunday i have not done anything all day i have just kind of changed my shirt to let katie inside the house (laughs) it's a tuesday i have changed my shirt and my pants today to let katie inside the house i came over there is a a smorgasbord happening you guys had toast (laughs) yes a job I, I, I said to Kay, I went, oh, I'm just finishing up my breakfast as I took out two brand new pieces of toast from the toaster. <laughs> We're having 11sies. I have to take this hair off of here because it's driving me crazy. Thank you there so you much. There you go. You're welcome. It just made me very nervous for some reason. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate for it to tickle the nose. That's on brand. I'm very glad that uh, I don't keep these at my house anymore because I was always been like getting hairs off of them. Oh, I'd never. I leave them over there and I spit on them. So, what are we doing today? I don't know. I feel very, like, loose and free. She feels free. I got to see Bonnie. That was very exciting. Bonnie is Kylie Vincent's disabled dog. Uh, Her back legs don't work. And she was so happy to see me. She pooped. Yeah. (laughs) She shat herself right as Katie came in. But it wasn't like, I think shat means diarrhea. Oh, really? We have different She clumped herself. (laughs) She pooped herself, and Katie thought it was cute. It was very cute. Well, I spend all day trying to get my dogs to take a shit outside. (laughs) And I'd be happy if they did it inside as long as I could see where it was. (laughs) But I came over here hot off the trails of uh, little baby Cadence thrown up on my bed. Wait. Oh, yo, yes, yes. I thought you meant the real baby. I was like, the real baby threw up on your bed, too? Your dog vomited on my bed. My dog vomited on my bed. And I was in the bathroom. I just hear Chris go, Katie. Like, it's fine. <laughs> my um, my dad asked me the other day. He went, Chris, is Chris, Kay's, is Chris Katie's boyfriend? And I was like, yeah. And then I thought, that's so funny. Who else could he be in the, in the podcast? That the podcast diverse. That name comes up all the time. I'm like, no, that's her father. <laughs> it's always at her house with her. <laughs> they watch YouTube together. Yeah, this show's very much like um, Inside Baseball. We're just like, here are the people we know. Yeah. No surnames. Good luck. Um, well, I felt like this weekend, cause I did some comedy with, uh, the very funny John Marcos Racy, and he said I could invite Chris to the next weekend we're doing, cause he's bringing his girlfriend. Oh, that's so sweet. And he's so like, I feel like this is a very New York thing where people love a double date. That is so cute. Right? Yeah. And then part of the paranoid side of me went, I don't think he thinks I have a boyfriend. <laughs> cause he was like, you should really invite him. And I went, we'll see. He's pretty introverted. He goes, no, seriously invite him. I'm like. I'm going to have to hire somebody. Yeah. You're like, he's so <laughs> introverted. He doesn't exist. <laughs> he actually like formed his own black hole and <laughs> sucked him do- into himself. He like just loves to stay inside my mind and <laughs> my imagination so much. My mind and my heart. <laughs> I'm going to get like an ex-boyfriend from like middle school in Florida to like <laughs> be like, hey, can you pose as Chris? And that's uh, the beginning of a rom-com starring oh. Sandra Bullock, I bet. Oh, oh, yeah, the engagement, the proposal. The Wait, proposal. What? Yes, Ryan Reynolds, the proposal. Oh, yeah. They acted like she was too old for him, but it was like, you know, this is normal. This is regular. This is fine. Sandra Bullock's ageless. She is ageless. I also realized, and this is something to go back to our, uh, I think, 
season season one. So if you remember that far back, I don't. I feel like Angie Harmon, aka Rizzoli, Rizzoli and Isles, Rizzoli, uh, Rizzoli and Isles, um, is the Kmart Sandra Bullock. <gasps> yes, she's the Sandra Bullock you get when you can't afford Sandra Bullock. That she is got very similar faces. I think she's trying to do the same comedy. Absolutely, right? Yep. She's like, I'm not hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that comedy is. Even I rewatched Miss Congeniality recently, and Sandra oh Bullock God. is hot in that movie. The I mean, obviously the entire time. Obviously, she's so hot after the makeover. Like, yeah, she's in like a tight dress. Her makeup, her hair is done, and everyone's like, "Wow, wow!" Which like is valid, but also I'm like, y'all, she was hot before, right? Like she was eating a hot dog, but she still had that friggin' tight, tight body and that friggin' fought, fucking hot face. She like put Benjamin Bratt on his fucking ass. <sighs> And we're acting like she's not the hot. Yeah, she's we're acting like hot? that wasn't so sexy. I watched that on the plane. <laughs> and I was like, really? There was one movie that finally succeeded in making her not sexy. What? And it was one. The Blind Side? <laughs> sure. I've never seen that. You've never seen The Blind Side? <laughs> You've never. He's like, she brings, she brings the kid home that she adopts. And she opens up his room. And he goes, I've never had one of these before. And she goes, <laughs> your own room? He goes, a bed. What if she went <laughs> a blowjob and she was sucking his dick? <laughs> yeah, what if, Katie? What if? <laughs> no, there was a movie. Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. They're actors. They can do what they want. Okay, I have so many thoughts going on in my head right now. Wait, what movie was she ugly in? <laughs> she played a, a mentally handicapped woman what? in a movie. What movie? I. <sighs> you, ha- you cannot just leave us with that. Hold on. Yeah, Let's look it up. It. Let's look it up. She um, did? Yeah, she played... People are probably screaming as they're listening to this right now going, it's called... It's the blind side. It's called the blind side. <laughs> she played a woman who made crossword puzzles. But I think she had... I think she had Asperger's, but it came off as people are taking advantage of this poor woman. Oh, my God. I've never... Okay, let's see. Let's see. Sorry. Uh, we were just mocked upstairs moments ago for having silence on our pod. Yeah, and we're not having any silence. As all, I say, let's. <laughs> all about Steve. All about Steve. So she's in love with Bradley Cooper. Ugh. Um, but she I is not um, of sound was... mind and body. Oh, sound body. Let's let's say that. When but, was this made? Uh, 2009. Classic 2009 comedy. Does she? Oh, it's a comedy. Yeah. So does she? It's have, a rom com. Does she really her, have? She, a, she's wearing like children's clothes, like like rain boots. <laughs> oh my god, they made her. Yeah, it ain't good. We have to watch this. This is the probably the cringiest movie I ever <gasps> rented from the Ingalls DVD section. <laughs> Look at this movie poster. They're all looking at her because she's. They might as well put a fucking helmet on her head. Right? Oh my god. This is like. Does she, is she just weird and quirky, or does she have a diagnosed disability? It's like this? flowers for Algernon. Um, no, no. <laughs> it is. She um, she has a. Nobody ever says. Nobody ever gives a name to it. Okay. But it, there's clearly something. But clearly, she like counts all of the toothpicks on the ground. A hundred percent. Oh, we have. Have you to, seen it? <laughs> no, we have to watch this. Yeah, we'll do an all about Steve like Patreon episode. We'll do an all about Steve podcast. All about all about Steve. She befriends an assortment of misfits who accept her for who she is. By putting the com- like the rom-com angle on it, they turned it from the blind side to something way, way worse. I wonder what would happen if this came. It has it has six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It has one star. <laughs> yeah, it's 
wild. If you've seen this, you could use the not gonna lie link to tell us that you loved it. Here's a here's the New York Times title of like the review. Sandra Bullock is a crossword creator tackles the puzzle of love. I guess if you're a crossword creator, they kind of made it clear what they were going for with her character. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The grimly unfunny comedy all about Steve might just be the worst movie on Sandra Bullock's resume. Ugh, I need to watch this. Okay, we'll watch this. We'll have to find it on some... I, they they should have, like, blacklisted this movie because it is unfortunate. Yeah, she should have had that removed for her sake. That yeah. is insane. Like when Beyonce got those Super Bowl pictures removed, but she gets Smart. deletes a whole movie. Smart girl. Um, now that we're here, I forgot the other thing I was going to say, so it all worked <laughs> out. Uh, That's perfect. I got a haircut. It looks great. Thank you. Where'd you get it? Tell us all about it. I got my hair... Everyone, if you can't... Since you can't see, because this is a podcast, I look unbelievably different now. I look cool. You do look cool. Well, you always look cool. <sighs> Stop. Go on. You have bangs. I have bangs. They're curtain bangs, but I'm going to get them real bangs. Um, I have. What's a sh- the difference between curtain bangs and a real bang? Curtain bangs, like, look, you can put them on the side like this. Okay. And they're like little curtains. But regular <laughs> bangs just cover the forehead. As someone who doesn't have curtains in my home, it's nice to finally see some. <laughs> I also need to get curtains for this <laughs> over there. Did I tell you about when I had a conversation with that blind one of the this blind man at Limerick? Which blind guy? What one of the blind men at Limerick? His name I forget his name. I don't think he actually told me his name. But if you come to Atlanta, you can go to a comedy show where every audience member is blind, <laughs> and they still don't like listening. <laughs> well, this guy in the middle. This guy was a trip. He said some. He said some problematic things. Was it the white guy or the black guy? The black guy. Okay. Um. But at one point we were talking, and he. And he turned to the person next to him and he went, does she have bangs? I feel like she has bangs. And that was probably the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. Did you have bangs? No, I didn't even have bangs at the time. So he kind of inspired it. I was like, you know what? If they want me to be the villain, I'm going to be the villain. (laughs) I'll be the villain they didn't know they needed. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. But, um. I was telling Katie. How does he even have a stereotype in his mind about bangs? Because, like, that is some inauthentic, coordinated behavior. Isn't that? I I know because there is a stereotype of people with bangs or who get bangs. But Mm -hmm. I guess it's you don't need sight for that. Like, it's just a feeling thing. Because, you know, you still. It's just a vibe. Well, he was holting onto your face. He goes, (laughs) where are the bangs? (laughs) Yeah, he just. And and then I was like, and then later someone's like, Tamar, he's not blind. He's just wearing sunglasses. You just let him, like, completely lick your face top to bottom. (laughs) I was like, I thought I was being inclusive. <laughs> uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act said I had to. Like, bro, that was just Joe Smith with Ray Bans on. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but I, uh, when you get a haircut, it's a very different haircut. Oh, I got from Commoner Salon, Alex Dobbs. She's amazing. If you have curly what hair, what neighborhood is this in? This is in Lil Five Point. Lil Five, okay. But uh, this is a very different haircut than I'd ever had before, and I freak out after. All of my haircuts, every single haircut I freak out after. And I knew I was going to freak out after this one. And I've never felt more being in a male dominated field than I needed with this haircut to go into a room full of fun, cool women who are just going to just guffaw over it. Just a queer orgy needs to see this first. Like, that's the debut. I needed to just sit outside somewhere in Little Five Points or East Atlanta Village and just let people walk by. Just all the gayest women. You can sit on the sidewalk with a cup and your sign says, new haircut. (laughs) That's fucking genius. (laughs) Instead, I was at the Laughing Skull. And God bless everyone's, all the male comedians' hearts. They tried so hard. 
to really but but these were these was this was the first thing I heard was oh is that a wig? (laughs) (laughs) From a from a from a Christian Davis (laughs) is that a wig? Also, someone. And Do you then, know how mean I would be if somebody said that? I was just trying so hard to be like chill about it, you know. Like, is that a fucking? <laughs> Are you a fucking wig? Are you, you wearing a fucking wig? Are you wearing a wig? And then that turned the lights red. It was just, it was just so much of like. And then someone came in and went, "Did you get a haircut?" Uh, shout out. And I was like, I cannot be around men right now. I need to be around so many. I need to be around so many cool women in crop tops because this is not the vibe eric tillman was good though eric tillman complimented my haircut multiple times so Excellent. and well, he's fashionable so he's gonna stay on our list of top comedians in that case yeah congrats congrats you, you just went number number zero boop, 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 boop. uh why okay here's my question and uh we've mentioned christian davis before uh, buddy why would she get a wig <laughs> he was very he was very sweet about it after. afterwards he was like he was like, oh, uh, hair. Did you get <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, no, he's like, I'm a balding black guy. I don't know anything about white woman's hair. And I was like, <sighs> no men know anything about any woman's hair. I, know. I feel like if you want the compliment you need, you have to ask it in the form of a question like you're producing a reality TV show. And you're like, how good do you think my hair looks on a scale, scale of one to Taylor Swift? And they go, Ooh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, then I asked my roommate, comedian Evan Rollins, I said, Evan, do you like my hair? <laughs> and he went, I'm not doing this. <laughs> but because that's a great answer, though, because he, he had complimented it earlier, kind of. And I wanted a bigger compliment from him. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, Evan, I need you to actually. I hope for for uh, Hanukkah every night he gets you a bigger and bigger compliment. <laughs> I would guys seriously Eight big compliments. I seriously I feel better yesterday. I went to Star Bar yesterday and that's where this haircut was meant to be. So yes. I am feeling good. But I seriously It was returning need... to its home neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh my friends are here. Also the amount of men that are just like, wow, it looks different. I'm like, just don't say anything. Just say absolutely nothing to me at all. That's so fu- like well at least it's markedly different because I like I've had I've had di- different hair no comp no comments which is what the, that is the goal if you see me don't comment um, <laughs> don't please talk. don't talk to me um, but yeah it's always very funny because then women you know make an effort to be like looks good where'd you yeah, get it done obsessed. yes yes I sent my brother my brother sent me a, I sent him a video back talking to him about something and then he just responded what the fuck is up with your hair. And then I said, I got it cut. And then I could just see him backtracking in his mind. He's like, oh, it looks so great. I love the bangs. I was like, you've been oh, caught. Oh, I thought it red. was a wig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like your new wig. <laughs> he just like floats away into space. So I'm really into this new wig I'm wearing. I like it. Thank you. I dig it. Me too. It's cool. It's, I just wanted something to elevate my t-shirt pants game, you know, and I feel like it's elevating. It's it. working. It's working. I like it. How's the uh, sticker game going? Does everybody in Atlanta have a sticker yet? Everyone, oh, okay. The sticker game. I sell stickers. Good night, slut. Last night, uh, this guy came up to me after my set and was talking to me a lot. <laughs> like too much for someone who didn't know I had a haircut. Too, <laughs> it was so much that I was like, oh, he has to buy a sticker because I was like, he was not letting me get any words in. Mm-hmm. He was like, great set, da 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 da, and like, no, like, was not letting me get a word in. And then at a certain point, we were talking, and I was like, hey, you should, like, if you want, I sell stickers, like, no pressure. And he didn't buy one. And I was like, I feel like at that point, you kind of have to buy a sticker. For sure. You talked so much. I didn't get to say anything. It was too sweet, though. So there's like a sales technique 
oh. that maybe I can share with you and yeah, the listeners. Yeah, tell me. So um, when somebody, because I've done a lot of like face-to-face sales, when somebody comes in and you like give them the whole spiel, they are looking for a way to end the transaction with you. So they're looking to get out of it without giving you any money and you want money, right? Yeah. And the way they can do that is by going, you know what? I don't want to buy it right now, but I'll take this brochure. So the way to stop them from doing that is by giving it to them when you see them. So like this doesn't quite apply like like a business card. So like if if somebody comes into your booth, you're selling all the stickers in the world and you go, hey, I'm Tamar and you hand them a business card. Well, now they've already got your info. So there's no escape to the sale. But can't they just leave with the business card? They could, uh-huh. but they, they just, like, so the thing is they just came up to talk to you, right? Oh, I see, I see. So now either they leave, they go, oh, thank you so much. That's exactly what I needed. Or now they're trapped in the spiel. <laughs> I just, it just feels so evil. Right. So basically I'm saying you need a second, you need a decoy sticker. I need a fake sticker to hand out. I'm not saying business card because comedians, guess what? You don't need business cards. Actually. You don't think so? As somebody who has thousands of business cards, <laughs> I don't. I know so. Where are your business cards? Uh, they're they're in boxes and storage in my closet. Um, one time, I this is very embarrassing. Uh, maybe we could talk about how embarrassing it is. Uh, my entire life later, but uh, so one time when I lived in Orlando, I went to a bar and I was like, yeah, dancing with this guy. We're having a good time. And then I gave him my business card. What? Why did you, instead of your know. number? <laughs> Were I you wearing know. a little suit too? Yeah, I was, I was dressed as Hillary Clinton. We were <laughs> grinding all night long. Um, no, I don't know. Like, maybe I was like, I don't know what it was. Because I was drinking at the time. So I don't have like a clear memory, but I have a memory of how embarrassing it was to do. Like, what was his reaction? <laughs> what did the Bye-bye. business card say on it? It was my comedy card. That's so funny. He wanted your phone number. I don't think he wanted either because he didn't. Ask- <laughs> well, that's the thing. Oh, he didn't yeah. ask for it. <laughs> he was just like, "Hey, here's my card." Yeah, it was a real um, all about Steve, if you will. <laughs> it's a real Sandra Bullock and all about Steve. But I wanted to show you this. You totally r- reminded me. I got this business card this weekend from a man, and he goes. I could barely hear him because he's talking to me at the comedy club after the music's on. Uh-huh. So he's like, I'm from Maryland. And then I hear like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, women comedy, uh, blah, 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 film, I was like, oh. <laughs> business card. And so I got a business card for someone named Sylvester. <laughs> I won't say his last name. His name's Sylvester. Beep. Junior. Oh. So he's got a daddy. Okay. Um, United States Air Force retired. <laughs> What? From 1974 to 1994, combat camera, PhD, whatever that means. <laughs> he said Maryland, but he has a Greensboro area co- area code. Um, and then he has a website, so maybe we can look that up later. Yes. Go to the back of the card and donate your taxed, taxed deductible for nonprofit. What the fuck? So he wants me to go do a show in Maryland, and I'm scared. Are you going to do it? I'm going to look it up. Combat camera? I don't know what any you of that is. You literally can't. I have to go with you. Yeah, we're going to have to do a friggin' show in Maryland. This but is scary. Why right? does he want you to make a donation? Well, that was the thing. Somebody goes, hey, Katie, somebody's here to see you. And I went, oh, in my mind, I went, oh, maybe somebody I like, went to high school with. This was better than somebody I went to high school with. It was with. him? He, I didn't go to high school. But that was him. Yeah, that was the guy who wanted to see me. He didn't want to see the headliner, so. Yeah, because the headliner doesn't have a pussy. 
That's right. That liner <laughs> can protect himself. <laughs> We have to look this up. Yeah, so we could. I'm, I'm scared of it. When but. I when I was in middle school, I went to sleepaway camp. Yeah, and you're not allowed to bring like your phone or anything. And uh, oh yes, let me scan this real quick. See what comes up. You weren't allowed to bring your phone or anything. So my dad, my dad's a graphic designer, and he was like, "Oh, I'll just make you business cards. So like instead of exchanging information at the end, you can just hand someone instead of having to write it down, just hand someone your business card." Yeah. So he made me a card. It had like my home phone number because I don't think I maybe my cell phone if I had one, my email, my address, and then he he showed me, and I was like, he was like, "Do you want me to put anything else?" And I told him, and he did it. I wanted him to put star because I was just started watching this show, star of sixteen and pregnant. Oh, that's so funny. And he put it on for me. And I was like 12 or 13 handing out those cards at sleepaway camp at the end. That is, I think we could have been friends because that's very so. funny and cool. You would have liked it? I would have loved that. All right. So he's a doctor and he's raised $100 of his $52 billion <laughs> goal. Duh <laughs> fuck? Hey, is he putting on a comedy show? Am I going to get $52 billion if I do a comedy show? What? I don't. I don't. He's the only person who's donated. <laughs> Did he put his name on it, too? Yes. <laughs> and then he wrote, this museum complex is awesome. He's trying to trick us. We know you donated. You Guess what? He lost $100 because they take some of it out. Of course they do. Okay. That is insane. This is wild. So I will do the show. I think you should do it for the for the podcast story. For the bit. I mean, that's his website. What was he trying to get me to do? Oh, he has another website. Guys, hey, you know, if you're one of the people upstairs right now and you're listening and earlier you were like, oh, there's silence in the pod. Guess what? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here Here's we some go. more fucking silence. Here's some bitch. more silence. We're Damn looking up the website on the business card. For Let's you. See. the Sylvester. Oh, sorry. M-C-C-H-S-M. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll cut all this out, guys. No, we won't. You're listening. <laughs> you can go to this website, too, and get abducted. You're not going to believe this. What? what? Site not found. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's anthrax on this fucking card, bro. Uh, we were doing cocaine with it. <laughs> Do you want to take some questions, Katie? Yes, please. Y'all, thank you so much for sending questions. You guys have actually, like... You've upped your game. You've actually said it. We're going to start off with something fun. And we use one of your questions in our video today. In our clip. Yeah, so L check it out. Do you feel famous? Share it. Share it. Comment. Share subscribe it. it. Who shared it? Who shared it? Who's sharing it? Who's sharing the little... Don't poop your pants. No, just don't, share don't, it. Don't poopy. Don't poopy. Don't share no poopy. All sharing, no poopy. Okay. If you had to play matchmaker for King Kong, who would you set him up with? By the way, King Kong is a bisexual. Oh, no, is bisexual. Okay. So here's... Um, I mean, Gwendolyn Christie. She's a very tall woman. Who's Gwendolyn Christie? Uh, Brian of Tarth. Oh, yeah. Her and I'm going to give him two. Okay. Because he's got a lot of stuff. You uh -huh. know, one's going up the shaft. One can be coming down the shaft. <laughs> for sure. He's for big. Sure. He's a big he's man. He's a big guy. Elizabeth DeBecky. Who's that? She is, um, she was in Widows. She was in Tenant. She's very tall. She's Australian. I really, Not here's my real fantasy is making a movie with Gwendolyn Christie and her as sisters. Are you in it too? No. It's just my personal fantasy. I'm going to have to look it up so you can see. I think you'll know her when you see her. Oh, Elizabeth, one of England. Yep. So you're going for tall people. For I'm her. going for tall blondes because that's what he has shown us he likes. Oh, interesting. I would go. I think he would look really good. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. Yeah. She's beautiful. So tall. I think he would look really... I don't know what her height is, but I think he would look really good with, like, a Cara Delevingne. Okay. Like, I'm picturing them, like, at the Met Gala, and, like, her eyebrows are looking fierce, and, like, her hair slicked back, and, like, she's in, like, a the fucking dress, and then he's kind of, like, there, and, like... It's the Met Gala, so, like, maybe he's wearing, like, a mask for some reason or something. Right, right. You know? Like, I think that would be, like, very cool and fashionable. It would be very fashionable. That's, I think, a Cara Delevingne. Also, like, maybe, like, I'm trying to think of a man I'd put him with. Uh, I want to put Alexander Skarsgård there, too. Because if he likes a tall blonde, mm. why not Why not that vampire man? Oh, maybe, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Andrew Cummings? Is that a person? No. No. Who am I thinking <laughs> Andrew no. Cummings? <laughs> I think I just... Wait, Andrew... I, no, what's that guy's name? Oh, my God. I am turning into an 80-year-old woman. This is how my brain works. So I'm like, I'm so relating to this. He's like, <laughs> Our podcast cannot just be us trying to find the name. You, Our you podcast should be called the friggin... Uh, <laughs> the friggin... Uh, what's the name for it? It's like... Uh, what's the name? It's like a, something you watch or listen to. It's in a series of things. It's after a, the pilot. <laughs> the show. The show. <laughs> I just like see his face in my mind, but it's like a white guy. I think he's gay. It, not Benedict Cumberbatch, but similar. Similar. You know what? It's a fucking wash. Cara Delevingne's my answer. Okay, and I have three. You. <laughs> and they're all gonna fight for his uh, love and affection. I could see myself being like, oh, King, he actually has like such a fun sense of humor. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just not used to being like with big guys like that. Like, it's just nice to feel like taken care of, you know. <laughs> just in his little hand uh, i just like in the sue palm me. of his hand i'm just like tired of being so independent i just want to literally be held by a paw i mean how many other men can afford uh, an apartment at the top of a building uh, in new york city and he's up there all the time you, you know? know i don't have a car it's just traveling so easy he just <laughs> he's picks just me swinging. up and <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he's like actually super sensitive and he's jewish he's jewish he's, his mom not as he wasn't raised super religious but his mom is jewish interesting didn't know that so thank you for telling us okay <laughs> and he is well we'll know that because he's naked most of the time and he's circumcised yeah he is circumcised and so we could we tell we could tell he's jewish yeah yeah that would be me talking about it too at, like at brunch like and like girls like you know what they say like let's i, I don't want to get i don't want to get graphic but his size shoe is a 58. <laughs> Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> <laughs> so. There was a, there was like a street joke. I remember from like first or second grade. And I don't, it seems like one of those jokes, like that's just like forced into like existence, uh -huh. but it was some joke about like somebody had to find the biggest ping pong balls. Okay. And then in the end, the punchline was like, I said, ping pong balls, not King Kong's balls. <laughs> Did they tell it like that? I certainly hope so. God, King Kong. That was my comedy mentor at seven. They're like, now you got to do like this. King Kong balls. <laughs> the King Kong balls. All right. Okay. So I hope that. Did you think we were going to say Mothra? Did you think we were going to say your mom? Because oh. that was my second option. <laughs> yeah, I think I would set King Kong up with your mom. I want my mom to be in a Diane Keaton style movie where she's like. You know, getting her uh, groove back, as you will. Her as old white lady groove back. She lost it. And she meets King Kong at, like, the grocery store, but he's, like, rude to her at first. And he's just like, <gasps> you know? And then she's like, Pff. And then, like, they keep running into each other. It turns out he goes to the same church as her, even though he's Jewish. <laughs> 
He converts her to Judaism. They have babies. Now they're all Jewish. The end. That's it. That's it. I'd watch it. He's changing hearts, minds, and religions. Something about Steve. Something about Steve. All about Steve. All All about about King Kong. And I play Sandra Bullock, a mildly mentally impaired woman (laughs) who's in love with a 70-foot tall gorilla. Uh, Who hasn't been, right? I gotta stop chasing after these emotionally unavailable orangutans. Don't go chasing King Kong. Take it to the rhythm (laughs) and the message you used to. Okay, next question. I rest for your Christmas parties to sing. <laughs> when was your first kiss? It's kind of a fun, cute little sleepover. Cute, question. cute. I was old. It was How yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Yourself in the mirror does not count from yesterday. Mm, I think I was seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, that is a little. Older. That is old. Yeah, and that's. I was obsessed with it. I yeah, al- tell me everything. Well, because like that's like. When you're, I don't know, like, I wasn't like, I gotta get fucked, you know? Like, I just, like, <laughs> trying to kiss somebody. Because, like, all the movies they were kissing, all my friends had been kissing. There was, I, oh, this is, this is a deep Katie cut. I don't think I've ever even said this to anybody. Oh, my God. So I used to watch, like, Daria and all that shit on MTV. And between the episodes, there were these, like, zingers or, like, little, like, stay tuned things. And there's a couple of them where it would be, like, couples making out. And I would just tape those. <laughs> the end. <laughs> tape that. No, did I did the same shit when Drake, when Drake and Josh was on, um, and my parents were in the room. I hated it because there were so many scenes when Drake would just heavily make out with someone. Mm-hmm. And, but when they were gone, I would rewind and, and rewatch it a lot. Oh, I would rewatch that like three second like makeout clip. Yeah, yeah. And I, ne- that's the thing. I never even did anything. Like I'm not even trying to be like perverse or like no. Me, me too. I just watched. I just watched. Me too. I didn't know what to do. I just watched it. Watching. It felt all tingly. I liked it. How? <laughs> How did you end up? Did you have a crush on this person you kissed? Were they your boyfriend or? We were like dating. It was like my first semester in college and he went to state and I went to Meredith. You were in college when you were 17? Yeah. That's insane. That baby genius. Uh, well, I just skipped fifth grade because we moved from Florida where they had like better public education uh-huh. than North Carolina. So they're like, she's like w- past everybody in this class. Like, and also I'm like was probably being very disruptive because I'd be like, I'm done with my work. And I'd be like zooming around <laughs> class. So I went from fourth grade. I was in fifth grade for like two weeks and then I went to sixth grade. Wow. And I've never felt normal again. That's crazy. Fifth, I feel like fifth to sixth is a big switch because sixth is kind of middle school. It was a school. whole different school. Yeah, that's kind of insane. It was, that's el- you're supposed to be in elementary school. <laughs> they said go to middle school. Yeah, and my mom convinced me because I did not want to do it. I wouldn't have done that. And she convinced me because she was like, you'll have a whole extra year of your life. I was like, what? <laughs> So that's how I became this absolutely stupid person that I am today because I'm like, that makes sense. <laughs> and now look at me living that year over and over and over and over. You'll have a year of your extra what year. What does that mean? Tomorrow? That is so crazy. Yeah. That actually doesn't mean anything. Like I get what she's saying, but if you dig into it a little bit, you can kind of crumble that idea. Certainly with an adult brain. A theory. But a 10-year-old brain. And that's how you know I shouldn't have gone to middle school. I had a bad brain. Yeah, no, middle school, an elementary schooler in a middle school. The kids in middle school had full goatees. <laughs> I remember. And Do you boobs, remember seeing yeah. your first mustache on like an eighth grader and just being like, I don't know what's happening. I don't like it. I went to school with. When I, I was think in, it was right. When I was God in se- doesn't want that. <laughs> when I was in seventh grade, I was walking around with 12th graders and a lot of them looked like full on because my school was seventh through 12th. A lot oh. of them looked like full on adults, like 
and they would dress too as an art school everyone would dress like full-on fucking high heels stilettos like they were going into the fucking office or the club like it was i mean i see kids now like dressed like fan like all like i can never do that like i dress God this bless them. i met my uh i have like a 16 year old cousin her name's sabrina shout out she's awesome and i met her for like the first time when i was home for thanksgiving and when i tell you she came in and i was like i look like this like we don't like look alike like we're related but i was like we were kind of wearing the same fucking outfit did you feel like me looking at your clothes at target where you're yes <laughs> i was like huh to, and it, no reflection all the reflections on me right course, now not course, her yeah. she was dressed very appropriately the children of the future and they're making good decisions she was dressed very appropriately but i was like i have that jacket like i literally own something she was wearing and then we hit it off like in such a quick way because we started talking about Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo and I forgot that and then we and then she was like and then I was asking her about school and she's like I'm a sophomore and I was like I have just hit it off so fast with a sophomore hey in high school it's fine my best friend's one year old <laughs> sorry I keep hitting your leg that's okay he's a I have a one year old best friend you can have a 15 year old best friend that's fine we just got along like I was just like <laughs> literally saying things with her like yeah no I know I was like as <laughs> She's guiding you in yeah. choices. Okay. It was insane. That's great. So I don't know if I need to, like, I don't know when I'm supposed to change the way I dress. Mm -hmm. But it's not now. No. Well, you just got this new haircut. I just got this new haircut. If anything, I'm going to dress more like a 14-year-old. Hell yeah. I think you but. should as long as you can. As long as you don't, like, walk in there and, like, you know, you can't pick it up because the arthritis in your hand <laughs> won't allow you, you know. <laughs> I can't pick up that crop top. But, yeah, it was insane. I was like, I dress like this girl and we are at, like, all the same things. I and bet, she is literally in high school. But I bet that felt very cool to her when she went home and she was like, that 20-year-old? That's so cool. <laughs> so friggin' sick. Because nobody in my family was ever like, oh, yeah, for sure. That's cool. They were just like, sit at the fucking kids' table. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go hang out with Cody. <laughs> we all like Cody. Where's Cody? Yeah. I can't believe your family was just the entire Asheville community. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, the entire Charleston community. Everybody in Charleston, Asheville, all Cody. And the family, they all Cody. Uh, Shelly Grunberg was in Asheville the other day, and she said to me yesterday, she went, oh, my God, did you know Katie Hughes is the mayor of Asheville? She said everywhere she went, everyone was like, you're from Atlanta? Do you know Katie <gasps> oh, Hughes? Oh, that feels good. It, got ah, <laughs> it does feel nice. You're taking over. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense in Asheville. They'd all say that. That's perfect. Um, so they don't care about Cody. Yeah, because they get a there. lot of Yeah, because he lives there. <laughs> Do you know Cody? And Cody's like, yeah. oh, hello. <laughs> They're introducing him. <laughs> I will say, okay, so speaking of family and going home, because, like, last week we kind of talked about, like, Thanksgiving. When I was in, like, a foul mood, and I figured out what it was. It was going home. When you go home, you have to deal with, like, um, mortality. Yeah. Because you look at these people who didn't look like this, mm -hmm. and then you go, well, I've fucked up everything. It's too late for anything now. <laughs> but once you, like, it happens every time. Plus, having the baby and being like, I'm never going to have a baby. So I'm sending my mom these pictures and she's talking about the baby. I'm like, I wish I had something more impressive to show you. Uh, so that was it. Oh, that makes sense. This is a tough age, I feel like. Every time I go home, I'm always like, should I just move back home? I think that too. Why and why is that? Why don't I live there? It's kind of stupid I live not in the same. I mean, I wish I lived in the same place as my parents and my family. Every time, I mean, I ended up here, and I'm very happy with my life out here, but every time I go back, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Just move into, literally move into the house with them. Like, there's no need to not. Well, I wouldn't want to move into the house with them, yeah, but no, I'm always like, not, they're old. I should be around, and then I'm like, I don't like it here. <laughs> yeah, and they wouldn't want you to be 
deeply unha- I wouldn't be deeply unhappy or they anything. They do want me to be deeply unhappy. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're happy, I can be deeply unhappy because I can hide it. Just mush it down. Just mush that down. You're, you got an extra. You got that extra year of life left. That's right. <laughs> this is the year. They. My mom goes. You remember that year of life I got you? We want you to spend it here. <laughs> and by and one year, and you've developed a lot of interest. So it's actually let's see. The rest of your life. Oh, fuck. She puts on a green visor. But also, where do your parents live? Flat Rock, North Carolina. Okay, my parents live in Southern California. Like, yeah. I have. Can I live with your parents? I have less of an. Like, I should be. I'm like, oh, they live in Southern. Like, they live in the nicest place ever. Yeah. And, like, I could go. I could live in LA. Like. So, you know, have I, I ever asked you why you moved here? Is that a prying question? No, no, it's not. I moved here on a complete whim. I, I was. I'd never been to Georgia. I'd been to Georgia once. To coming Georgia to, mm-hmm. to an old folks home, but I had never been to Atlanta before. I was in New York, where I thought I would live until I died for the rest of my really? life. Really? Oh okay. yeah. I never thought I'd leave New York, and it was during the pandemic, and <laughs> <laughs> we've just been demonetized, but it's fine. We didn't have any monetizing, <laughs> and I was living with my at the time my my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. Um. Who is so silly and <laughs> such a silly, silly freaking guy. And I was living with him and then I broke up with him. And so I was living in a sublease mm-hmm. and all my stuff was in storage. And I was figuring out where in New York to move next. And I had this at the time. Should I spend $3,000 a month or four? Yeah, I was fucking insane. And <laughs> at, at this time, it, everything was dead closed in New York. Like I was working at a restaurant and coming home and that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. And now my best friend, Brett Schultz, at the time, just an acquaintance, we did UCB together in New York and we were just keeping in contact. And he ended up in Atlanta during the pandemic and was living here. Okay. I like we had catch. I just FaceTimed him on a whim and I was like, told him what was going on. And he was like, you should move here. He was like, he lived in this house. He was like, one of the rooms. Oh, no way. One of the rooms in my house is open. It's month to month. Just come down. Everything's open here. Just come down for a month. Everything's open. And I was like, well, I guess I truly have nothing here right now. I don't have it. Like, I could leave my job and come back. Like, I'll just come to Atlanta for a month for a change of scenery. Everything's open. And then I came down here and I started doing comedy out here. And then, like, it was coming up to a month and I'd already developed, like, a community and I had friends. And I was like, nothing's even open in New York yet. I'm not going to go back. So I stayed. And also, like, oh, my God, the cost of living. I was living, like... I live like such a fucking queen here. Though that's what I heard from the headliner this weekend. He goes, I spent $15 at breakfast, full skillet and an orange juice. Yeah. This is the cheapest place on earth. And I'm like, 15 for me is like, that's a big breakfast, but that's still like pretty reasonable for like, for, you know. For New York, that would have been like, the orange juice would have been like fucking $5. Yeah. Like it's so, it really is that. And then by the time things in New York started opening up. I was already here for like four or five months and I was like, I'm not leaving. I started doing com. I started like kind of getting into comedy here. Yeah. And I was like, there's no reason for me to leave. And then I just stayed here. I'm glad you're here. Me too. I never in a million years thought I would live in Atlanta or that. So, yeah, I mean, I think everybody here is so nice, at least like, especially when you like get here, if you're like even a little funny, they will be so nice to you. Everyone's very nice. Yeah, if you suck, then don't don't come here. And don't come. I started doing improv. Yeah, I just found friends very fast, and I was like, and then Brett became like my best friend ever. And I was like, I'm not gonna leave Brett. And it's probably very easy because I imagine like when you live in New York, if your friends like in a different like borough or whatever, like just visiting somebody, 
is probably a pain in the ass versus here it's like even if they're like a couple miles away you can get to them pretty quickly i was thinking about that the other day because i was like man i miss public transit because i don't have a car because i and that's also part of the reason why i don't have a car is i thought i was going to be out here for a month so i didn't know if you like just were like i don't drive well now i I simply cannot (laughs) i was like i was only gonna be out here for a month so i never even and never in my life have I been saving up for a car because I never thought I would live somewhere where I needed a car. Mm-hmm. And then when it got to the point like, OK, well, I'm going to be here a couple of years. But now even I'm like, well, if I'm if I end up moving again, I'm still going to lose money if I buy a car right now and then sell it in three years. I mean, I think it's good to like have your expenses like as manageable as possible. So yeah. as long as it's not like. An inconvenience for yeah. you. At this point, I've been kind of killing it without a car. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it out as long as I can. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? But Chicago had great tr- public transit. I like I sold my car when I moved up there because I was uh. like, it's gonna cost so much more money to go get go to North Carolina and get the tax re registered, drive it back up here. I was like, I'll just sell it and ride the train like yeah. I've been doing, and it's so great. Oh yeah, but then I thought the other day I was like, wow, driving from I went to a friend's house and then we were driving back and I was like, wow, this would be so different than like. If I'm li- I'm living in Brooklyn and then taking the train to my friend on the Upper West Side and now it's like 2 a.m. and I have to go home and the trains are like it's going to take an hour and a half or I could call an Uber it will take 30 minutes but it'll be $60. I was like wow this is this is nice. <laughs> there are there are nice parts about it. Yeah and like I feel like grocery shopping. Oh my god. Groceries. I am grateful every time I go grocery shopping. I stayed in Brooklyn and I was close to a Whole Foods luckily but I know that's not the case everywhere you go like you just take go, you're gonna train. be bodega bodega bro or yeah. whatever yeah i would take the train to trader joe's um dang so that's how i, I moved cannot here. imagine carrying groceries on the train it hurt it hurt bad oh no not for me <laughs> but uh yeah that's how i ended up here so would you ever go back yes yes i would okay. not not right now but eventually i would go back okay i think it'll be different though i think i've gotten spoiled from living as an adult uh like in in georgia and there's just so many things about it that i love here but also like being able to be independent and cert- like i don't know the room i live in is so big like it's like a little studio apartment down here this is the size of people's apartments right I, yes this is the size of an apartment yeah in New York. I, I think i've gotten spoiled in, in those things where yeah you kind of can't pay for that kind of freedom where you're like i don't have to be around people all day yeah like you could literally go outside and not see people for like I mean, you might see somebody, but they're not going to bump into you. You're not that close to them. They're going to ask you for something. Like, yeah, I don't know. Because people always go, oh, when are you going to move? And I'm like, it sounds horrifying and terrible to move. It is, it is fun. Like, New York is fun, though. Like, it is amazing. For it is amazing. If you have money. I mean, I, I that's the thing, too. I know I'm only 24 now, but I feel like I was, I feel like 20, I was 20, like, 21 from 24 i feel like is a a different age though that i'm curious to going back if i'll ever be like i'm too old for this like i think like it is a hustling mindset you do have to like hustle but it is like the the other things you get from it but like the other things like there's always something to do yeah like even going like i had a very strong self-narration when i lived in new york like and that was very cool like even a trip from like 
work back to my apartment was like could be very fun or very um even if I was tired or exhausted my self-narration was so strong because I always felt like I was the lead of my movie wherever oh I bet you do feel like that out there because there's just everywhere you walk by and it's not always it doesn't have to be chaotic but there's just always something interesting to see or to look at and that's the thing that's tempting to me because I'm like I feel like I've seen and looked at everything in Georgia it is that is and it's it, there is a community like there's something very uh I just love the feeling of like even like crowded train that sucks like everyone is on the train doing the same thing going everyone has the same goal in that moment like it is it does feel like you're kind of in like New York strong really is it did feel like that yeah like everyone was in it together oh, I don't know it feels like if you have any mental illness it brings it out of you that's fair I but feel like it <laughs> exacerbates it because I feel like I'm very like uh, I guess I should have a more um, a mindset of enough or what you know when people go oh you should imagine you have a bounty or plentiful a- abundance mi- abundance scarcity mindset yes I have a scarcity mindset mm. and I feel like that is an abundance mindset city oh yeah for sure but th- listen like you're if you're you're paying a lot for apartments and stuff but you are getting a lot in the city like yeah. it is just like I don't know there's just so much to see and do and walk walking around going to the park. Like I, I miss. It is like, nice to walk around. I miss being like, oh, I, all right, I got a couple hours free. I'll just go walk to the park and hang out there and see lots of cool things. And well, I, f- I always felt like doing stuff like that was because you didn't have money to do anything else. Where you're <laughs> like, well, I've spent it all on rent. I guess I'm gonna go look at the birds. <laughs> but it is enough, though. Like it is it's enough. <laughs> it is enough. It is cool. But God, is it cost money to go out and stuff? Yeah. I guess my other fear is like. Well, when I lived in Florida with my ex-boyfriend, a.k.a. my ex-husband, Jeff, um, (laughs) he wanted to move to New York. And I was just like, I don't want to. I really don't want to. And we wound up breaking up. I don't think that was certainly not the reason. But I would not have been. I was 22. I would not have been ready. No. To live up there. I'm very grateful I had college because I went to college there. Right. So that was a very nice transition going to college and then also like living there. Like that was a good transition for me like into New York because to have like a place that was home and also just be thrown in with a community like friends. I had friends right away. Yeah. Um, The funny thing about New York though, is like you will, if you're dating someone, you guys will move in together so much faster than you probably would have somewhere else. Cause it just like makes sense financially makes so much like it makes sense other places, but at a certain, they're like, I moved in with my ex, like, Oh my God, faster than I ever thought I would in my life. But I was just like, well, the numbers don't lie. (laughs) And it did not work out (laughs) at all. That's the other fear is like moving so stressful and like, I don't know, like, Chris will be like, my boyfriend Chris will be like, (laughs) uh, hello, dad. Um, My boyfriend Chris will say, um, like, I'll go wherever you want to go. And then I'm like, but I don't want to be responsible for us being somewhere that we're both miserable. Because that very much feels like, Oh, well, I get to make the choice, but then it will be my choice that has been made. Yeah. I mean, you can always move away. That's the thing. That That's n- the thing. Nothing's permanent. That's the thing. You can always kill yourself. You can always move. I, I was so freaked don't do out. Don't do it. Do not you need yourself. Call the hotline. Number's here. Literally, don't kill here yourself. We need you. If you're listening to the podcast, we cannot l- lose that listener. We cannot drop down below the number. We just got an... Uh, a call from the podcast society and they said don't kill yourself we need the listeners we need it. and write a review while you're at it actually yeah instead of a suicide note <laughs> rank us five stars rate and review <laughs> i think i think you can all <laughs> that's us we're really fighting we're really fighting again we're really helping mental health awareness month. that's right 
Um, you can always move if you don't like something. Mm-hmm. And I think the best piece of advice I ever gotten was from my fake aunt, my mom's best friend, who's my aunt. And she told me just like in terms of because I was even though it was so low stakes for me to move here, I was really like leaving my entire life. And I was like even for a month. But she was like, leap, just leap and the net will appear. Like, you can only plan so much. At a certain point, you have no idea what something's going to look like. But if you leap, eventually the net, you will be caught. You'll still be alive. You'll still be you. You'll still have somebody who'll give you dinner. You you can always leave. If you don't like something, you can always change it. That feels like, yeah, it feels, I don't know. It feels like I can't. You know what I mean? Like, I can't go back. Well, because then there's, like, the stigma. And I don't don't feel this way about anybody who comes back here. Because, like, I get it. It is hard out there. But, like, people who moved to New York, moved to L.A., come back. Yeah. And I feel like. There's such a internalized thing like I'll be a failure, but I never think that about other people. No, I never think that. Also, too, from being here, like I think it depends on what your goals are and what you want. And I think if you want, I think you can live as a comedian out here, or like live like you can make that pretty much your main income for sure. I think that's harder. I mean, I don't know about L.A., but like probably in New York, that seems harder to do. I don't think you can make money stand up either place no. unless you're like you know at the cellar performing yeah. every weekend there's no yeah. money in it but like here like if that's your like you can kind of make a living doing this yeah um, you can kind of live if you have like <laughs> you can kind of live i mean i'm an interesting case because my expenses are so fucking low and i have a little part-time job but besides that i just do that in comedy and sell my stickers and i've been doing yeah I mean, and I could that could not happen in, in New York right not. now. No, not even close. I was doing comedy full time, and it was only because I, you know, was here. Yeah. And now I've got four jobs. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong. Yeah, what did you? I think you just like having jobs. You just keep adding them. Quarantine ruined it. Well, one job's not a real job. Oh, that makes sense. It's my Quar- day job. Quarantine. <laughs> Quarantine. <laughs> your day job isn't your real job. My day job, which is my primary source of income, is not my real job. And then I got the baby. Yes. Then I got comedy. I was doing something else. Oh, writing. Is writing different than comedy? Yeah, yeah, that's different. Okay. I think it's different. Yeah. It's not, I do I do some side. I work for a theater, Dynamic El Dorado. Go check them out. And I do comedy. I sell my stickers. And then I do, like, a lot of, like, little side gigs. Like, yeah. Like, I'll pick up temping somewhere or, like, edit people's videos for them. I do, oh, like, teaching. Side gigs. That's it. I was thinking writing. Teaching oh, is the other oh, job. Oh, yeah, duh. That's yeah. a great... Actually, I don't even know how many jobs I have. That's a good trans. Oh, I'll say what my first kiss was really quick, oh, and then that's a good that's transition. We, that's that's the just, kind of tangent uh, you can count on on the friggin' show. We are girls, girls, girls. And then I'll go into, actually, I think that transitions well into our other question. My Perfect. first kiss ever was Curtis Jarvis. I had such a big crush on him in seventh grade. Were you in Flat Rock, North Carolina? Because <laughs> that is the most Flat Rock. Curtis Jarvis, get on down here. I had the hugest crush on him in seventh grade, and he was moving schools. And on the last day of school, we were all in um, Liam Howard's jacuzzi, <laughs> and, his, and we were having the end of the school year party or whatever, and it was a dare. So I don't really count it because it was a truth or dare. Okay. I got dare to kiss Curtis, and he had he had, had a girlfriend that year, but they had broken up because mm-hmm. he was moving schools, and I kissed him on the lips. It was like a peck. It was like for half a second, and then... And everyone made fun of me for it because it was so fast. But I was like, I had such a big crush on him. I think now he's like a musician or something. And then he was just like the blondest boy ever. Like he was so blonde. It was insane. He just looks like a little fucking all right. Little fucking a little wisp. One of those little dandelions you'd blow. And then, <laughs> and then I had a boyfriend my sophomore year for like a month. 
and we kissed and I thought that I was a lesbian or asexual because I hated it. I hated I hated it so much. I remember we were kissing. It was a lot of just moving mouth action. I remember I opened my eyes and saw his face and I remember I thought like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I thought I was gay or maybe asexual too because I just hate it. Turns out I just didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> I needed... I needed to like him. So I guess going back to like a truth or dare, I did like do like a pop kiss on the bus, but I didn't uh-huh. count that. Yeah, no, no. It no. was a boy named Charles Pearson who it's a good name. Eventually ran away to New York. Like everybody in Flat Rock was like, he ran away <laughs> to New York <laughs> to the Big Apple. And I don't know if he's alive still. So he got it in while he could. God, isn't that crazy? You think that people that you've had sex with will die? I didn't have sex with him that but, day. But, but I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, later in, li- like, I'm always like, that must be a weird feeling. That is weird. I always like the feeling of, I'll never have to see them again. <laughs> no. And then you do see them again, and you go, fuck. Why does Instagram exist? Oh, my God. Um, but I love that. I wish, uh, my, my first kiss uh, guy was also a bad kisser. Oh, yeah. If I was so excited to be kissing anyone. Did and you then after tongue? That, we did tongue. Ooh, it was bad. Gross. After that, I was just kissing anybody. Yeah, kissing's fun. Kissing's so fun. I remember my first uh, Josh Depagian. My I've, I've I've mentioned him here before. I love the name. My I know <laughs> my first boyfriend that I like really like love like I was really into. When I discovered what making out was, I felt like I could not. I could not stop. Maybe every day. so cool. I think my grades probably dropped so much <laughs> that year. Uh, I, every day I would just get up. I was like, make out, make out, make out. Make, when can I make out? When can I make out? When can I make out? I think we made out in probably the most disparaging. We would make out. I, I was in leadership at my school, so I had, like, special access places. And I would, like, we'd go make out by the dumpsters. <laughs> like, fucking truly disgusting shit. Special access, you say. <laughs> It was disgusting. Uh, thank there God. was one boy I was like, I had such a crush on him in high school, and we like dated, but we never kissed. Oh Is that God. weird? I guess kids do that. I don't kid, know. That, I was that, too that, nervous. That's a very kid. Yeah, kids do that. But then later, and I thought about this this weekend, later when I was in school in Raleigh, he lived in Greensboro, and I drove down there. And y'all? You can't <laughs> him? I didn't say that. <laughs> Tamara said that, and I didn't say anything, because this is not a clip, and you won't see what I did. <laughs> that would always happen. There would be people, when I was, like, in seventh grade, they were in twelfth grade, and they were, like, the hot shit, and then I'd live in New York, and they'd be on my Bumble, and I'd be like, this is such a crazy... And then at that point, I'm talking to them, and, like, I don't even think I'm attracted to them. I just think seventh grade Tamara is like, ha, ha, I'm the coolest. Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking cool. That is cool. It's not... Uh, my high school crushes the closing bit on my album, so that is so funny. If he ever hears it, I don't think he'll ever hear it. I don't know how it would get to that him. That is insane that it hasn't gotten back to him. I I could here's what I could do. Send it to him. Send it to him <laughs> and go, doctor. What do you think? He's a doctor now. How is no one who went to high school with you like interested in your album? They all hated me. I was such a <laughs> fucking they, loser. Did they, <laughs> did they really hate you? I wasn't cool or popular. Where did you, what what group did you fit in with? But still, that many years later, you would think, oh, someone who went to school with, is a comedian and put out an hour-long album. Wouldn't that be of interest to These you? These hicks don't have any taste. And when <laughs> I say it like that, I know why they didn't like me. Um, So I had, like, I had, like, a core group of friends, and this is very much something that I'm trying to, like, be better about, like, as an adult. But mm-hmm. I guess as a kid, like, it's hard to, like, know that this is going to happen. But, like, a core group of friends, and then eventually you just fall, like... 
apart. Grow apart. Grow apart. Yeah, very normal. But it was such a small group of friends that it was like I had no other friends that <sighs> I would have kept contact with. Like I was very much like uh, – I really like these two people or these three people. Like, we're going to be friends forever. Yeah. And then you're not. Mm. Um, and there's one friend. Uh, his name's Lex Neighbors. He's somebody who would look it up. Okay. Like, he's somebody who would, like, because he works on Main Street where my mom works. Oh, okay. So he'd heard Until my mom's probably been like, did you know Katie has an album? He's like, I'll listen to it, Miss Hughes. <laughs> uh, it was my best friend in high school. Uh, he came out to me on uh uh, in the car. I remember we were in the car, and then on another time on Easter, he told me he didn't believe in God, so he told me all his like big secrets. That's really cool, you know what I mean? Like, so like yeah, we were good friends. Um, but it's still such a weird thing where it's like my mom's like, oh, you should go visit him. We should, we should go eat there. I'm like, I don't want to make my friend from high school serve us. Yeah, that's not how you catch up with someone. And I used to have a killer bit. It worked so good at the time. You remember Adele's song "Hello"? Of course. So I would do that. Like they come to the table, and I would act like I was Adele, and they'd be like, "What can I get for you?" Hello, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> like, do you want a water? You will wander in. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, song bits only last as long as the songs are hot. So. That's very good. That's a good That's bit, very though. True. That's very silly. I like that a Thank lot. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> And that's how I became the mayor of Asheville. <laughs> but yeah, I would be very surprised if anybody in Hendersonville or Flower Rock gave a lion shit. Wow, that surprises me, honestly. I feel like if I went to school with someone and I didn't know them that well, and then I, but I remember them in any capacity and I saw they put out something like that, I'd be like, oh, I'll listen. Because it's not even like music. It's like they're, even just for the selfish reason of like, oh, I wonder if they talk about our hometown or, so, or, or something, all, which you do a lot. Yeah. yeah. Or something that all like know about. It would be a hit if they would listen to it. Yeah. Right? Like, they would be like, oh, this is relatable. We can go to Walmart. You should go do a show in your hometown. I've done one. How? How was it? It was at a coffee shop, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was, like, right across the store, uh, street from my mom's store. And it was, like, very cool setup. Black Bear Coffee is, like, very cool. And they got, like, a stage and uh -huh. everything. There's tons of people there. Tons. The most full this place has ever been. Did you put on the show? No, some guy named Curtis did. Oh, that's so funny. My first kiss. Yes, your first kiss, Curtis. Um, and it was me, Chris, Cody, and like, uh, I think this guy named Tom Sheev was very funny. He's run like actual comedy stuff. Huh. And we, oh, and Justin Blackburn, who I don't know if he's a freak of the pod, but freak, freak of my life. <laughs> I love Justin Blackburn. Um, and we just all did really bad, except for, I think, Tom Sheave, because he was the oldest of us, and all the audience members were 70-plus. Uh. <laughs> that's, like, the demographic, I guess. God, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, here, I could ask one more question. Okay, one more this question. Is, is oh, we're question. almost at an hour. Yes. Thank you for joining us. And then uh, we have one more episode. We'll have to talk about this off the pod to plan. But yeah. I think I've got a lot of plans for the new year, and every time <laughs> I tell Tamar something, she's so supportive. Um and I want to I want to give her a good idea to support soon, so you'll <laughs> you'll hear if there's ever a good one, we'll tell you. I think there's no such thing as a bad idea. You know, there's such thing as bad um, execution. True. Of ideas. Wasted time. Well, should we do this one and that one? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Here, this will be the first. Which Which one do you want to do first? I like that one. All right. How do you find love? Love. Someone asked us that. Ed, you know, I think we've we've both found love in a hopeless place. Yeah. Um, Open, open mic. <laughs> if you want to find love, you just go to. If Look you no are further. If you are a woman <laughs> and you're like, man, I want a boyfriend, just go to an open mic. Just hang out. Wear anything. Wear anything. Don't worry about That's that. That's such good advice because as somebody who went, oh, I was a loser and I'm fashion sense. If you're a female, 
even a female comedian and you go to a comedy show, you are going to get so much attention. Yeah. Unwanted. <laughs> Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do agree with that. And I think it's like, if you actually like comedy, even if you don't do stand up, you will meet someone at one of these shows. Will they be the love of your life? You can certainly settle. Probably. <laughs> Why not? Katie and I both, uh, met our boyfriends at open mics yes he's the chris is actually the only the i guess first comedian i've dated really and second comedian i like hooked up with oh because the first one would not date me <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even fuck me that's so funny he but would, that's i got like, the, there, oh, sorry uh, i got uh, to touch the dick okay oh that's you know what you want out of a hookup just touch it i touched thing. it <laughs> i didn't even get to do anything with it but i touched it that maybe we would just make out a lot i was 23 and i was still living the fantasy and that was he just only wanted to make out he's very catholic oh yes oh god yeah <laughs> oh I, I love a good i i'll be honest i love a good make out dry home oh session god. with a, a catholic he or a christian big, he was italian he had a big old snousage <laughs> he had a big old dick and i got to touch it but not do anything and with it. He, and he had just broken up with his girlfriend, who was a comedian. That is so hot. Who was my friend. And oh. she didn't give a shit. Oh, she didn't care. She was like, yeah, go, go do whatever. She was dating somebody well, else. She already. knew he wasn't f- going to fuck you anyway. She must have. She must have known. That's why she was so cool with it. I have <sighs> I have been with too many Christians that are questioning their religion. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry if I and said that. <laughs> very funny. I have been with too, like a couple that are like, and I'll tell you those makeout sessions of like it can't go any further because like they're it's so hot because damnation's <laughs> on the line like whoo and then it gets to the point when they're like they always they want to choose you they want to choose you before Jesus they're like no I want you like no because you're gonna come to me the next day and you're gonna be like I made a mistake I made a big mistake and then I'm gonna feel bad uh but that's a hot that's a hot makeout session with so a, with a, with a Christian so maybe we didn't answer how to find love but oh, but if you're a lady looking to Hook up with a Catholic guy. This could be hot. So you could have feelings. What do you think about dating comedians, dating comedians, Katie? Well, I think people date people they meet meet at work. Mm. And I think it's normal. I think the problem is when it comes to material being done about each other. I mean, I don't talk about Chris. I don't talk about any of my other exploits. I don't, I don't, that's just not like my style. Uh-huh. But I think like if you agree on not talking about something, you should stick to it. <laughs> or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I think that's such excellent advice, Thank Katie you. Hughes. And I'm not directing that at anyone in particular. <laughs> how long can how long how much silence can a clip be? <laughs> I think I think this clip let's just stare into the camera quietly. <laughs> um but yeah, I think also like I think the worst thing is like if you even get in like Oh, the other day at Limerick, when I waved you, I felt so weird. And then I was was like, I don't know how to go talk to her now. (laughs) I had like a mental breakdown, whatever. Imagine if we had broken up and I was like, see it. You know what I mean? So like that kind of thing I think is like maybe if you are dating somebody and you break up, you should agree to not go to the same places. I would say I think it's I think I think I think the notion of never date a comic, never date a comic. The people that say that to you are the ones that will try to fuck you the most. <laughs> so be wary of that. Any person that was like, ah, don't date. You don't want to date. They they will try to fuck you, which is fine. But like just I think like, yeah, I think I think the stakes are a little higher because it's it's kind of like dating someone you're in high school with or that you work with. Just know, is this going to be is this worth it? Do I want to take this risk? It will be uncomfortable if we break up because we will have the same friends and be in the same spaces. Also the same friends thing because it's like 
if you're friends and you're the girl in a group of guys, guess what? They're not taking your side. <laughs> They're not your friends anymore. I'm so sorry. That's just true. Like, it I mean, be, yeah. not personal experience, but like a friend of mine. Ditto. Yeah. Not personal. But yeah. A friend, yeah. I've, I've seen that before. And then I've seen that the woman. Comedy, it's hard to be like, no, she's in the right. And then like argue with your own friends about another friend. It's like not worth it. So it's like, just yeah. be careful. And like, no, it can be a little more complicated. Also, I would say just wait a little bit and see like. Just make sure, like, they're good people before, like, I, I would say wait a little bit. If you're brand new to the scene, to comedy, don't. Wait. Don't. Wait a few months. Don't go out to eat with somebody just because they have a podcast. Wait a, <laughs> wait, wait. Because that's how you're going to wind up marrying somebody <laughs> by accident. Wait a few months, and then if you're like, oh, they're good people. But I will say, honestly, like, I think comics date comics because it makes sense. Right. you hang out all the time, and, like, you share a sense of humor and you share I couldn't imagine dating someone that doesn't do comedy because I don't think anyone would want to date me I would where be a- would I meet them you know what I mean like would they come see like would they understand what comedy is they and- don't yeah they wouldn't get like the little they, they just they're not gonna get certain things that someone who's also pursuing this will get right I'm gonna be on the road on you know Thursday through Saturday and yeah. then never available on Valentine's Day or New Year's so when, sorry about that when I was dating a little bit not comics I would like go out and I'd have like a great first date with someone but I'd be like all right well I can't I'm, I'm not gonna see you two nights out of this week like I yeah I don't what if what if we go on the fourth date and it's like oh I don't like you at all anymore now I've just wasted all this time and I could have been doing it could have been at shows I could have been at shows that's the one thing you can say no to is dates yeah <laughs> <laughs> not dates but dates so I think uh yeah <laughs> I got that now hey. hey so I think find love at an open mic um I say I'm I'm all about you know I think I'm all about dating comics just just date date them as far as the eye could see date them all yeah date, date the cute all. ones date the ugly ones date the funny ones date the unfunny ones date the <laughs> date the women date the men date, date the, the non-binaries date the non-binary <laughs> non-binary uh yeah that would be I would just say pick pick some good eggs yeah um all right, here's another question. That was that was a great question. Great question. I'm glad that Katie and I both give off we found love energy too, because like that's really what they're saying with that. Oh, that's sweet. How did you? How, how did, did you find, find love? Oh wait, you're right. Maybe oh, was no. that your tone of it? No, it seemed very fun. It was fun. It was not written by a woman. I feel like that oh. question. Or no, no, not written by a man. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a woman for there sure. Are, men never add extra letters to words. Yeah. Also, just like guys, like. You are a catch, you know, just tell yourself that you are look in the mirror every day and be like, I am a catch. Anyone would be lucky to serve me because that's what all really you're serving each other. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Is that relatable? Katie? You're serving. You know, you're <laughs> serving. You know what I'm saying? Like anyone would be lucky to see me at my worst, you know? Yeah. And also just know this. If there's somebody that you like and they do comedy they got four to eight roommates you can fuck any one of them oh if you're horny yeah you can fuck anybody fuck. and then maybe that'll make them jealous intrigued. oh jealous intrigued. jealous yeah. maybe you make noises when you're fucking them in the room next oh, up. Ah, maybe you say things like maybe you like you tell them like okay <laughs> you wish okay whist, you say, okay yell that this is the tightest pussy you've ever had like ever yell that yell that right now this is the tightest pussy i've ever now congrats now the guy that you wanted to fuck will want to fuck you the guy who's sleeping on the cot next to you (laughs) he's ready now he's fucking hard as a shell (laughs) (laughs) hard as a shell shell gas station (laughs) station. so fucking hard all right this is a this is a good comedy question all right and this will be our last question question. guys keep the questions coming we love them they're fun yes 
What did your first six months slash year in comedy look like? Anything old slash new that makes it different? Does that last part mean like it? How is that different from comedy now? Anything old slash new that doesn't make it? I don't know. Like I'm assuming that's not bits. It's like just is there any like the times? Mm. Um, my first six months in comedy. Uh, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. I was getting up about once or twice a week, so definitely not enough. Mm-hmm. There was a very uh, good mic on Wednesdays at good nights, but it was really hard to get on, so I would just go hang out. Um, and uh, the first like guest spot I ever got was because I told uh, Ty Barnett that I could get him weed. <laughs> and that's how you get ahead in comedy, is being <laughs> able to do things for other people when you're not funny enough to really open for them. So that is nothing new, because I'd I'd let somebody open for me if they got me weed. Are you serious? I don't care. I can get you weed. You get to open for me. I'll open for you if you give me weed. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? That'd be iconic. If I posted that Katie Hughes was opening for me, do you know the amount of people that would message me and be like, whoa. Don't Katie worry, Hughes guys. I gave her weed. Opening for you? <laughs> Bro, congrats. Um, I don't know when I count. Okay, so my first six months, when I first came to Atlanta – I did one open mic a week for like three or four weeks and then I stopped and I didn't do it again because I didn't do well or something and I was doing improv and I was like, you know what? I think improv is way more fun. <laughs> it is. That's yeah. And it's then way more fun. I started doing that one mic a week a couple times again. And then I would say when I really started comedy, like doing it was the first time I took Lace Larrabee's class and that gave me some confidence because I was still doing that one mic a week at that point. And then doing that class, I was like, oh, I can I should just keep doing this. And then after that, I like hit the ground running and was doing like all of the mics. I remember when I first saw you, I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And then like Catherine would come to know and he's like, you've got to see this girl. <laughs> so like, I mean, just for like an older female comedian to like see you and be like, Oh, she knows what she's doing already. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm very harsh on female comedians because I want us to be really good. Yeah. And I'm not mean to any. I'm mean to men, but I'm no, not you're mean very to, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, like, I usually am disappointed. Mm. But I was, like, blown away. That's very sweet. Yeah. Ugh, that's Nobody would have been blown away by my first six months. So I was <laughs> the class, I think the class really helps to get you confidence or yeah. teach you how to write a joke. So I feel like there's no stigma about taking a class. Yeah. It just, I remember getting, like, a lot of confidence from that class and i'd say my first six months to a year was i was doing com i'm doing com- like every every night mics all the mics all the mics i could get all my the little mics. grubby hands on yeah and and then slowly started i think my first show was either joel Byers show or the limerick show was my first show and that went very okay and then Dude, just doing it as much as possible. And writing. I wrote every day. Yeah. Every single you day. Write. Pencil, paper. I wrote every day. What's different? I guess the different thing is that the thing that feels more different now is I, when I work on new material, I have older material to, to, to fall back on. And those first <laughs> oh, six really months, nice. <laughs> first six months to a year, all of it. So I really felt like I had nothing to fall back on. Do you like, like this? Do you like this? Yeah. That's it? <laughs> Do you like this? Okay, maybe the, all of it was none of it was really. I, I didn't have anything that was like okay, this will for sure work. Yeah. Where now I feel like I have stuff that I'm like this will for sure work. If and the for thing. sure work stuff, I, that always is like my saving grace because I have such like 
low self-esteem about like getting off stage and be like, well, I bombed. I won't bomb with new material, like deliberately, like I'll try something and if it doesn't yeah. work, whatever. But I feel like having your tried and true stuff really saves you a lot of heartache because you go, oh, that wasn't me. And I know yeah. that's like a bad, like, don't take that to heart to be like, it's never me. It's sometimes it's you. But like just being like, oh, they didn't laugh at Queen of the Castle. They're stupid. Yeah, tested. Yeah. Yeah. That's like with comics, too. Someone with, if the show's not going well and then like Seanick goes on stage, someone who like only pretty much kills and I go on and I'm like, oh, if they're not doing well, then so- like still try. I'm still going to try, but something is up. Yeah. And I think that's really important to like self-esteem and like building yourself back up after like a mediocre set in a terrible town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what what else? Anything old new that makes it different? I guess just figuring, I mean, I'm still figuring it out, but it definitely, everything felt like I was figuring, like getting comfortable on, I feel comfortable now on stage, but like I, the active feeling of, and I think cause I am such a fucking theater kid, I have a, a, an advantage or had an advantage starting out of already kind of feeling comfortable. Cause you know, my life's been on the stage. Um, cause you know, I'm a theater, I have a theater <laughs> These degree. boards have heard my stories. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just like, Every time I went up there, I was like, okay, try to feel comfortable. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, I remember like starting out, people would be like, you've got real stage presence. And I think that was a way for them to say, you really got up there. <laughs> so it wasn't a compliment. You were really on, hey, you were really on that stage the entire time. You, you said all the words that came out of your mouth. You did your entire set. Ooh. You did your entire set. I think it's interesting what you said about the woman. Uh in comedy like wanting them to be it's so funny because i sometimes feel that way but then i'm like to myself too i'm like well i'm not being very fair right because i'm like why am i putting so much more on this person than but i just think it's because there's less women i think there's less women on like the mic level like i I think if you go to like the higher level like you catherine lately there's a ton like there's more of those, but like if you go out to mics or whatever, there's way less women. There, yeah, there trying. was like an influx, and then it's kind of gone back to like mostly men. Um, and Liv Smith said something really interesting the other day. Like, so I was like, like your class of people is very good, and mm-hmm. she was like saying she felt like they were sophomores now because there's all these new people. Mm-hmm. But we we're talking about like what makes y'all's because I'm like I don't know how there's that many good people in a group that all start at once, and we she do was have like a lot of good people. saying it was like. Uh, an authenticity and I was like that is what it is you all very much know yourselves and you're not afraid to say those things on stage so I think I mean that's you know finding your voice I feel like that's what people said back then but I think authenticity is what that's insightful I love Liv yeah it was great it was nice talking to her about the differences between clubs and star bar and she has such good sets at star bar yeah they're so fun to watch killing every time yeah she killed it last night well hell yeah well, maybe I'll get on there one day. Rodney. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. You put me on all the time. Oh, I love you. Oh, she's mad at you, Rodney. Just because I never call you at 5 o'clock on Thursdays. I'll call sometime. I'm sorry. Just because I haven't done the one thing. <laughs> the one thing you need me to do. Um, but yeah, I think that's the, the end of the pod. I have to go to the bathroom and then, quote unquote, work. And then I get to go get my baby. I have to work, too. This is insane. Ugh, what a life. I hate working. I do, too. Hey, if you don't want us to work anymore... Set up that Patreon. For us. If you Venmo me, I will give part of it to Katie. I'll I'll, I'll give her fifty fifty. How's that sound? Deal, deal, deal. We should start doing like we. Could, I guess we could set up a Patreon, but like Venmo, uh, Venmo us, and we'll send a silly little videos. <laughs> we're doing our ca- we're doing black market cameos. <laughs> Come on, uh, 
come on. We're going to talk off the pod about how to, you know, make this a viable operation for both of us. No one's bought us a buy studio us, yet. Buy us a bulgogi. What? We just want bulgogi. It's a bulgogi. It's something. It's food. <laughs> buy us a bulgogi. Buy us a bulgogi free. I need a bu- beef bulgogi. I need a Thai iced tea. I went back to Ray's. I got the matcha tea. Oh, how was it? Pretty good. It's always chalky. Matcha's always chalky. Matcha tastes like chalky cereal milk, but sometimes I just want one. I know. Well, I guess that's what we're going to do. Yo, have you seen those videos of people eating clay? Oh, I'm going to buy us edible clay to eat. No. Yes, 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 yes. I just got into ASMR this week, and I'm going to buy us. There's, like, edible clay people eat for ASMR, and I'm going to buy it for us to eat on the podcast. All right. You heard it here first. I'm <laughs> going to throw could, up next week. That could be a good clip, too. Okay, perfect. Okay. I was waiting for I was waiting. I had it in my Amazon cart, and I was like, I shouldn't buy this. But now this is a perfect excuse I'll to do buy it. I mean, I'll do it. Yeah, and you write it off on your taxes. Oh, perfect. I'll do anything once. All right, great. All, All right. right. Next week, we'll eat clay. Bye. Bye. What you say? What that mean? I don't know. Top shelf. Bitch, I'm on the kind of Baby, you never know. Make a mess. Stop and roll. That booty, she jiggle like a jelly ball. Chocolate, I'm looking at a ball. Running through the money, bitch, I feel incredible. Invite me to your party, but I never